Joey, I don't know how to tell you this. What is it, man? Um, I, 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 there's nothing wrong with you, buddy. Like, there's nothing. <laughs> you didn't do anything wrong. Okay. I, I just don't really like. I don't want to host a podcast with you anymore. Um, is there any uh, like reason or like what's the what's the thought no. process here? You fucking idiot. You didn't do anything wrong. I just don't like you anymore. Dude, you're kind of being mean right now. Well, the thing is, man, no one was ever remembered for being nice. And Dude. welcome back to the Aggressively Okay podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my name's Adam. And I'm Joe. Uh, we were doing a dramatic reenactment of the synopsis for... Today's podcast subject, A Little Ditty, by uh, Sarah Hall's favorite director, uh, Martin McDonough. Uh, his newest joint, uh, The Banshees of Inisherin. Can I just say, I love that reoccurring bit that we shout out Sarah Hall every time. Uh, and the funny thing is, I don't think she listens to the pod, um, so I need to text her at some point. I just want to say, hey, every time we bring up Martin McDonough, by the way, we, we shout you out. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, she loves him, you know. Yeah, she, she's a, actually, honestly, probably, it's a shame we didn't take her to the screening, because she is the biggest Marty McDonough fan that I know. She's, um, a big, she's a big dunhead. Is that what they're calling them? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it feels appropriate that, because me and Joey have been beefing for the past, like, uh, month and a half over a movie that I won't disclose the title of, so we can continue to get benefits from said studio. Mm-hmm. But... <laughs> um i (laughs) but that being said um it it feels appropriate that we're here to talk about banshees of a sharon which um by the way based off our dramatic reading at the top can you tell we were both uh in drama in high school Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, theater kids yeah yeah, we were both theater kids so um yeah uh no we're here to talk about the new martin mcdonough movie um i think this i mean it was one of my most anticipated of the year i don't know about you but yeah, definitely was, one of mine. Yeah, I'm. Um, that's the funny thing about McDonough is that I really do like him as a filmmaker, even though I like, like I didn't love Three Billboards. I liked it a lot. I think it's like, I don't know. I I have pretty much the same consensus as most people. I think on that movie, I think it's like well made, well acted. It's just like there's some things it does that I don't necessarily love. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's how most people feel about it. Um, in Bruges. I think is like a near masterpiece. No, it, it's a masterpiece. I'll go, I'll say it. It's a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Um, Seven Psychopaths is great. Um, have you seen Six Shooter? I haven't seen that one. I don't think that's him. I think it's his brother. Um, okay, no, that's directed by, oh, it's a short film. My bad. Oh, okay. okay, never mind. Yeah, his brother has a movie called like The Heist or something like that. Didn't his brother do Calvary? That, um, uh, what's it called? The Brennan Gleason movie. Yeah, I think so. I I could be getting that wrong. The Guard. A, and yeah, The Guard and Calvary. Those are the two I was thinking of. I haven't seen The Guard. Uh, that's Don Cheadle too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, these boys cannot get enough of Brendan Gleeson. Um, yeah, and honestly, just like, just like Colin Farrell uh, in this movie. Um, His brother so, had that uh, The Forgiven earlier this or earlier last year with Jessica Chastain and Ray Fiennes. Oh, that's one I didn't see. Um, did you see it? No, I didn't uh, see. I I didn't hear too. I didn't hear much positive about it. Yeah, me either. I I know I was playing at our AMC this year, and I didn't. Um, I almost a listed it. Like I was really close, but I just stayed home. 
Like I just I, international film. I just don't support anyone except myself. <laughs> I'm, Damn, I'm getting my cool. bag, man. You know. That's good, uh, man. I'm I I support that. <laughs> I really am like uh, Brendan Gleeson because his entire point of this movie. Um, I guess we're gonna kind of deep dive into this. So if you haven't seen Banshee's Venetian yet, um, first of all, see it because mm-hmm. uh, it's fantastic. Uh, it's amazing. Yeah, spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, spoiler alert. Where I'm just gonna lay my cards on the table. This movie rules. It's one of the best movies I've seen this year. Uh, for anyone that didn't love three billboards, I think you'll this will be. It's more of a return to form, I would say, for Martin McDonough. But um, if you haven't seen it yet, I'd say go see it and then come back and listen to this pod because I think we're gonna try to do a little bit. Not like an extensive deep dive, but we're going to openly talk about it at the very least. Because I feel like uh, with this and uh, we're also talking about Tar today late on a different episode. So if you want to listen to that, go check it out. But um, we're both for both movies. I think we're going to try to openly talk about it. Uh, so if you haven't seen this movie, go watch it. Come back. Then I think you'll appreciate that we deep dive it. Um, but yeah, it, so like the thing that you kind of understand because the trailer only really tells you because uh, did you watch the trailer for this movie before seeing no it? i didn't watch I, I i saw the beginning seconds of it where he comes into the bar and he's like i don't don't sit next to me <laughs> i i saw the trailer um although i think there were like subsequent trailers that i didn't see but i saw the first one like the i think the one that you're talking about that kind of lays the premise and the first time that i saw that trailer i was kind of like oh is this is this what it is is this all it is it's just them not wanting to be friends anymore um i was like there's no way it can just be that and um upon watching the movie it on the one hand yes it is just that like it really it is just that conflict but what that conflict unfolds into is pretty mesmerizing and mm-hmm. i think unlike honestly anything i've seen in a long time uh it, it's really i think if you had to compare it to any other mcdonough movie it's a lot like in bruges in the sense that it's very all these movies are character focused but this is like more less of an ensemble as it is really just focused on like two people and there's maybe just scattered little like supporting characters like his sister and the uh barry keegan and barry keegan's father you know there's not that much um there's not it's not a large ensemble is what i'm trying to say um Mm -hmm. it's very focused between these two men and uh, i think that's one of its greatest strengths is how um confided it feels it feels very uh laid back um and yet i don't know about you and I, i think this might be a little bit of a i don't know if it's a hot take i've seen this take before i think it's his best movie it's his best movie i think so damn dude i don't know if i can join you on that boat but uh, i loved it um i'm a huge fan of mcdonough Uh, i've loved all of his movies um i'm a three billboards fan i'll say it uh you know sue me i like that movie um and Um, this one uh super excited for it uh it's a it's a it's like a movie that i i think it takes um a, a lot like his kind of his uh his his plays or his uh, in bruges or uh, it kind of takes its time revealing itself to you um and at first it's kind of this offbeat uh kind of super irish comedy mm-hmm. uh and then by the end of the film it ends up kind of being i i've never seen uh, at least in a while a movie this kind of small scale 
be about so much. Um, yeah. And it's it does it does everything uh, really really well. Um, the cinematography is really great. Um, the performances are excellent. The screenplay is is super nuanced and sharp. Uh, it's just and I, I the more than any of his other movies, I think I was really moved by this one emotionally. The kind of the emotional core of the film really got me. Yeah. Um, his other films I, I really like, like In Bruges is, is an excellent. It's probably still my favorite of his films. Uh, but this one was such a I cried watching it, which I've never experienced in one of his movies before. So yeah, yeah, it, cool shit. Cool. Yeah, I mean it's I, so I don't know if I I, I think it is his best movie like i think when it comes to that stuff like as i was watching it i think this is him at at least objectively at the top of his form like mm-hmm. in terms of, like direction and screenplay because i've never seen him this focused before even in bruges to an extent has like little detours and i i love those detours of the script you know like when he like you know like i, I feel like colin Farrell's character goes like on little misadventures in that movie and then it has to like kind of tie back into the central theme of the movie with Ray Fiennes mm-hmm. and uh, Brendan Gleeson. But the thing that I love about this movie is that everything feels like so deliberate and so on point and it feels so unbelievably focused to where it honestly, I think it has one of the best screenplays I've ever like witnessed. It's just a play quality his writing and that can go two ways we one we always reference on the pod is fences that's the negative side to it where i think fences is like an okay movie directed by denzel washington it's an okay movie but it has like the worst qualities of feeling like a stage play where it just feels very stiff and it doesn't feel very cinematic and there's like not a lot of weight to it because it just feels like an adaptation of something you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um but banshee's feels like a screen or like a um, stage play in the best of ways where it just feels very theatrical. It feels very grand. It feels very, it feels like genuine art in the way it plays out. It feels uh, uncompromising and whether or not you're on board with it, it just goes and you're either with it or you're not. And it just feels like it has so much to say, but it doesn't spoon feed you anything. You know, it, it's so like, assure of itself in such a beautiful way that really inspired me honestly like just like from a filmmaking perspective i thought this was like gorgeous on every level not even just visually but like it's the type of movie that just makes you if you're an aspiring filmmaker just kind of go like well shit like like fuck i don't know if i can ever (laughs) do anything like this you know Mm -hmm. um yeah the best movies make you feel like you're fucked (laughs) yeah no literally it this is uh i feel that way about a lot of movies this year um but this is definitely like one of those big ones where it i don't know it, it just it touched it, it hit all the right notes for me is what i'm trying to say it mm-hmm. there's not a moment where i feel like this movie falters or it has any real genuine weakness i think it just excels at everything it tries to do it's kind of perfect i don't mm-hmm. really have any issues with this movie yeah it's not even it is kind of like it's not like there's nothing wrong with the film it just depends on how much you personally like enjoy it uh but i i it's it's like a really impressive film it's a really mature film for him Mm -hmm. um and i think too it's like uh it's not as big in scale as three billboards um kind of technically but i think thematically um it's kind of going for a lot of similar things that that movie was going for 
mm-hmm. uh, but I think that this movie kind of pulls them off a lot, a lot uh, cleaner than that movie does. Um, Three Billboards yeah. is kind of a sloppy masterpiece in a way. It's like all over the place, um, and it doesn't. It try. It takes a lot of like risks narratively, but this one felt a lot more like refined. Like this is him. He's fucking. He's smoking. He's like chilling. He's chilling right in this screenplay. You know what I mean? This is him yeah. at in his fucking top form. Yeah, and like. So, like, I, you know, we teased a little bit at the beginning where it's, like, it it starts off with him kind of just, uh, and by him I mean Colin Farrell's character, um, uh, how do you even say his name? Patrick? Um, he's just kind of stumped why his friend Colm doesn't want to be friends with him anymore. He, and I'd say, what, for, like, the first 25-ish minutes of this movie, I would say, you don't really get a reason. Because... Mm-hmm. Brendan Gleeson tries to kind of ghost him. <laughs> he tries <laughs> to to like do not necessarily a clean break off, but a quiet end to the friendship. And it, it's very apparent at the beginning that this with Patrick's just not going to have that. Mm-hmm. He's not. He's not. He, that doesn't sit right with him because they have so much shared history from what you can tell. And the great thing about this movie is that you don't know who is giving the more accurate assessment of their relationship um, because both have their flaws. I think uh, Patrick is very codependent, very needy, mm-hmm. very, um, these aren't necessarily the worst qualities. I think he is clearly the morally superior character of the film, but it's also a detriment to his character in the sense of a narrative where you don't necessarily know how much you should believe the authenticity of their friendship prior to the movie starting, mm. you know, like, cause was he, cause he's a nice guy, but was he looking at this relationship with like, I don't know, like through like a kind of a filtered lens of just only seeing the good things or has, you know, Colm always been this way, you know? Yeah. It kind of, that's what I mean where the film kind of, it, ta- it leaves a lot of things. It, it takes its time kind of revealing its characters and the, the kind of the true nature of the story to you. Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. And I think that's one of the like best aspects of the movie is that it just really respects its audience. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's something that Mar- Martin McDonough, I feel like has always done. Um, but I think that being said, and I, I like his work a lot, but I feel like seven psychopaths, three billboards, even in Bruges, they all have like this really like kind of like radical like tone to them where they'll have like these really beautiful dramatic moments and then like the most absurd shit you've ever seen. And this has like moments of that with, um you know, like Brendan Gleeson, like harming himself or like the donkey or stuff, you know, but it feels just like it just fits better in this one mm. i think it just well, this feels... has like a fable-esque quality to it as well that his, i don't think his other films really his other films are kind of uh i mean seven psychopaths has this kind of heightened comedic tone throughout the whole thing um mm-hmm. but uh kind of in bruce and in bruce has this kind of low to the ground crime feel to it um and yeah. i'd say in bruce has a bit of a fable-esque quality to it but it's a lot more apparent here um yeah kind no. of the, kind of because there's the, there's there's i mean there's such like there's so they are there so they are all there there's so much like religious imagery in the film and there's so much like this feels like a it kind of like you were saying kind of feels a little more play-esque than his other films are but uh and this one this one just feels a lot more kind of not dreamy but like it feels like this is a this is a clear like this is a storybook that we're looking at right now it's so fucking good 
It, and just like yeah, it's like how he's cutting <laughs> his fingers off, and like it, it does feel like a biblical story in a way. Well, yeah. So like, and I want to touch on that too because, um, you know, so he reviews. Colm tells Patrick that the reason that he doesn't want to be friends with him anymore. I mean, he has a lot of reasons in the movie <laughs> and you mm-hmm. kind of just boil it down to the fact that he, all these reasons are at the end of the day, kind of bullshit to the fact that he just doesn't like him. Yeah. He's kind of just being an asshole too. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I think, you know, all these things, cause he, he brings up the idea that he wants to be an artist. He wants to be a musician. He wants to have intellectual conversations. He wants to find like like-minded people that he actually agrees with or, has intelligent conversations with like whatever right he gives all these abundance of reasons in different scenes to patrick right but it's it's really apparent after a while like how much of it is bullshit and how much like especially with the music side of it um and not only because you know through patrick and um uh siobhan who uh played by carrie condon who's amazing in this movie Mm -hmm. she even shows like she kind of stumps uh Colm at a few points where you know Colm's talking about Mozart and she like kind of schools him on Mozart and kind of shows that he doesn't really know what the fuck he's talking about yeah he's from the 18th century yeah exactly and he's just kind of like this I don't know fox like intellectual where he doesn't really he he very much poses himself as this like better than guy and he is not and I think it and like again, I think he has valid points. Like he, there's nothing wrong with wanting more. There's nothing wrong with not getting along with a person or all these things, right? But the way he goes about it is just so like vile. And this is even like before the finger thing. It's just like his reasoning, his his motives are so like ill conceived. Um, one of my favorite shots of the film is when he's telling, he, he's explains like you know his line i think he says um no one is ever remembered for being nice and then it cuts the shot of jesus mm-hmm. <laughs> i was like oh my god like it is so fucking good mm-hmm. like there is so much like um i i think martin mcdonough is one of those guys where he's never been big on symbolism in his movies i think i mean that's take that with a grain of salt like he has stuff in his movies like he he has like imagery in his movies that mean something of course like any director does but you know what I mean? Like he's never been reliant on that. Mm-hmm. Well, he's, he's, I think the kind of thematically his, his um, kind of, he paints pictures with the, with the word, with the dialogue of the film a lot more than the kind of the actual image images in the film. But that's what I mean where this film is. That's where it felt a lot more mature in that way, where there's so much religious imagery in the film. And you really have to be like, hmm, like, what is he kind of, what's he really trying to say here with this? Kind of, and I do it in a way that his other films aren't. Uh, kind of, I would agree with that. Yeah, I mean, In Bruges has some stuff in there, but yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, they all have even Three Billboards does. Like, there, there's like a, all those movies have shades of it, but I think this is. I mean, that's why I love it so much. Is because it has like it feels like the most like refined of his films. Like, it feels like the most constrained in terms of like going big for the laughs or the absurdities, mm-hmm. but it's heavy on it's less on exposition and less on like big like drawn out like because i feel like three billboards really goes for the fences with like being a dark comedy it goes really big 
you know, quite frankly. Um, but I feel like Banshee's, it somehow has that quality where he feels like he's more like restrained, but that doesn't feel like a bad thing. Because mm-hmm. often when people say that a director feels restrained, that means like, oh, they didn't get like full creative control. No, it just feels like he finally understands what he's best at as a filmmaker. And that's why I feel like this really feels like, honestly, like, to, at least to this point, the peak of his work. Because um, it just feels like he finally has a brilliant understanding of what he's best at. Mm-hmm. And there, I, I cannot think of a better thing from a filmmaker when he finally reaches that point where he's like, Oh, I, he's like, I, I know what I do best and I know what I don't do best. And here it is. Here's my best work. I feel like Scorsese, it took like Scorsese, I'd say 20 years to get to that point, maybe. Um, Cause what he made movies starting in the seventies mm. was Goodfellas was that early nineties. Yeah. I, I, or I mean, I guess, uh, taxi driver is kind of it's debatable what Scorsese but what I'm trying to say is it takes time and McDonald's only been making movies for 10-15 years um, yeah, what was it Bruce 2008 yeah yeah so I mean that's only uh, 14 years you mm-hmm. know so it feels very natural uh, that this is his best movie is coming after 10 years of you know again I don't want to I'm just saying subjectively on my end it's his best movie and I think it feels very uh, inevitable that it got at this point a time that uh, mm-hmm. his best movie came out. Um, well, it's nice to see too, that he's a filmmaker who kind of actively tries to do different things. Yeah. Um, it's like in Bruges is a, is a very kind of, even though this is similar to in Bruges, um, it's a very kind of contained crime drama. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then seven psychopaths is this kind of really heightened, like Charlie Kaufman esque kind of comedy. Mm-hmm. And then three billboards is like a fucking, you know, a big epic uh, about, you know, the police in America. And then this kind of is the polar opposite of that. It's this really small, contained Irish uh, kind of story. Um, and it's it's not, I can't wait to see what he does next. He's a, he's just a guy who keeps kind of pushing himself further. Um, and I, I can't, it is not, it is clear that he's kind of, he's, he, this movie feels a lot more confident, a little more, com- he feels a lot more comfortable kind of with this film. It feels like a, like a little, like kind of effortless. Yeah. Um, and, and he's, He's able to kind of pull off a lot with the. He's I, like I said at the top of the reviews. He's able to pull off so much with so little in this movie. Yeah, and like also that point that you're touching on, like with the the Irishness of it. All, I think maybe that's also um, that's something that made like um, in Bruges so good is that it felt very like kind of from home from him. And this feels even more like that because I he, he he's Irish, right? Like mm-hmm. okay, uh, I didn't want to like misspeak, but I was like I was like 99 percent sure he was Irish. Um, he better that's, be. He better be. <laughs> um, but that's what feels so authentic about this movie is that it's whereas, British Irish. Okay. Well, yeah, you know, same type B, I guess. Like his parents are Irish, but he was born in London. Okay. So I think that's what makes this movie feel so good is that it really delves deep into like the Irish roots. And um I mean, I don't think we're the best people to talk talk about this, but at least maybe touch on it you know, the symbolism with, like, the Irish Civil War in this movie, uh, and, like, how, I mean, because, like, I mean, the movie is, like, not even trying to hide its symbolism about the war. Like, there's literally scenes where they're arguing, and you can hear cannons going off in the background. Um, granted, this is, like, a, uh, it's a fictional island, uh, I believe, and a Sharon does not exist, but it, it feels very real and lived in, 
you know it Mm -hmm. feels very rooted in the real life irish politics and it feels it feels like these um god what do you call it like it feels like the island this fictional island that mcdonough created with the screenplay is kind of a culmination of everything he perceives of irish politics and irish like i don't know just like the fundamentals of what he grew up with you know like and like just like the mindset i should say and like the aftermath of war and what the civil war did to the irish people you know Uh, Mm -hmm. i read a really good take i think it was on twitter or something this is just literally like some random user not even like someone i could credit uh so i apologize to like some reddit user who commented this really good take um that i can't credit you but basically he said like um he said it it was great symbolism for the irish civil war in the sense that like these two men uh who basically the conflicts petty conflicts start from men and they go nowhere and at the end of the day both sides are left with nothing and and that can be perceived you can look at this in the lens of like a fable about masculinity a fable about narcissism a fable about being too kind and too nice and too giving to people that don't deserve it or you could just straight up look at it as an allegory for the civil war where you would say both sides i mean one side was you know more on the right side of history i would say but like at the end of the day, both sides just were left fractured and left with nothing. And that's kind of where both characters are at the end of this movie. And when you look at it through that lens, it makes me want to rewatch the movie, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, well, it's kind of beautiful. We, well, too, is, I mean, is, are we in spoiler territory at this point? or This whole pod spoilers, yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, because at the, the end of the film, the, the, he kind of... Uh, he, he, well, what I love to do is kind of what you're talking about, how the conflict is kind of is started by kind of these uh flippant really kind of uh, like stupid and kind of false uh kind of uh grievances that are kind of rooted in in insecurity and uh despair um and then they kind of drive people apart kind of arbitrarily and then by at the end of it colin sparrow's character uh he just would rather he'd rather hate him than not have him in his life uh and then that's so it's just even the, the kind of ongoing war is founded in a kind of human desire to c- connect, even if it's negative connection. He, he would rather hate hate his friend than lose his friend. Uh, and yeah. I thought that was that was that really kind of punched me in the face. That was I was I was really kind of affected by that and kind of what that says about people in general and kind of the conflict of war and like kind of it's a it's a very kind of even though it is it's a very I, I said it was kind of a devastating ending to the film, uh, but it's also kind of a deeply human kind of uh humanistic ending to the film where it's just about yeah. at the core it's just about how we interact with one another so i was yeah, really, really really moved by it yeah i mean the human condition like uh, mm-hmm. that, exactly that. yeah that's what i mean where it's like it's this film about these two fucking irish guys beefing but then it's about war and the human condition and what it means to be in a community like it's like got all this shit in it yeah yeah i mean that's what i'm saying like you you know mm-hmm. when i was saying like you know you could you would dial it back to like man and the petty squabbles that people get into and you know being a narcissist and all these things and not in a pretentious way at all not not in a a way that the film thinks it's got more than it's it's just kind of it's what the film is able to kind of draw out of this story yeah i mean the thing is i it's fine i don't think you were at 
you weren't at the screening that I went to, but I was, I was talking to this lady and very nice lady, but she just kind of viewed it as like a dark comedy, not really about anything. And she enjoyed the movie. She was like, Oh yeah, I thought it was very funny. I thought it was very depressing. It was like, I don't know. It's just like very well done. You know, she was praising it, but she wasn't like talking about like when I tried I gave her like my outlook on it. And she was like, Oh, I didn't, I didn't catch any of that, but she's like, I didn't like it. though. (laughs) And the funny thing is, yeah, you can like, I feel like the standard moviegoer could like, and I don't mean that condescendingly. I just, you know, people go to movies for different things. And I feel like you could watch this movie with like no, like no ambition to get any kind of subtext out of it and just like enjoy the pure performances and comedy and everything. And you can enjoy this movie, but I feel like anyone like, and I'm not like claiming to be like some, you know, in-depth, you know, film analyst or anything. Like I have bad reads on movies. I have bad takes all the time. I'm wrong a lot of the the time, time. all the fucking time. Joey can confirm this. Um, But I, even so, even if you just have fun doing it, it, it's kind of undeniable. Like you can just see if you have any appreciation for the art of film that there's so much going on here as a screenplay and from the director, it's just, it's so apparent how much care was put into it. And it's, it's just, it's, it's amazing. It's an amazing movie. It's the more I talk about it, the more I'm like, fuck this movie really fucking rolls. Like it's, it's just Mm -hmm. a great film. Um, Yeah. The further, the further, I mean, I'm kind of itching to see it again. I know it's out generally now, but I'm itching to see it again. I mean, the second I walked out of it, I was like, I got to see that again. Yeah. And, like, I mean, and just, like, the way the movie, like, kind of felt like a downward spiral from a certain point on. I'd say from the point that, you know, Colm, like, cuts off his first finger. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I mean, you can go to, like, what that represents, like, his point of, like, music. And yet he's left with no hands or, like, no mm-hmm. fingers to play said music. The thing that the entire conflict apparently spawned from was him wanting to play music. It's just so, like, perfectly realized as a structure of like a movie, it's beautiful. It's so fucking smart the way it's conceived. Um, but yeah, it's, it's so good. And I mean, but like, yeah, from that point, like the donkey, which is devastating, it's a devastating scene mm-hmm. um, at the end, uh, the house burning Barry, Barry Keegan's character, like it's just so many awful things happen at the end of this movie. And it's, I don't know. Like it's a kind of amazing balancing act of comedy and truly horrific things. It's, I don't know. I, I, I really appreciated that aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's able to, I think too, it's able to balance kind of the themes a lot, the kind of not themes, the tones a lot better than his other films. As we're seven psychopaths yeah. kind of feels a lot all over the place and, and kind of uh, three billboards as well. Uh, this one kind of feels very, uh, like I said, it's a very, you could tell he's a lot more, I mean, it's it's weird because it's not a, it's, it's not like he's on autopilot or anything like that, but you could tell he feels a lot more comfortable kind of with this kind of in the director's chair. You feel, you can, you feel in very, very, very good hands when you're watching this movie. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something that I feel like, I don't know. I don't think, I want to say it's getting rare with movies nowadays. Like I, cause I mean, we see plenty of amazing movies every year, but at least to this level, you know what I mean? Because I feel like there is once a time <laughs> where we got like 10 of these a year. Mm-hmm. And it's becoming increasingly rare that movies are this assured. It may You can blame that on streaming. You can blame that on, 
you know, studios not necessarily wanting to properly fund directors. Well, this um, year in particular, did... we've been getting some. I mean, this is, 2022 has been a really, really great year for movies. I'd say it's my favorite since 2019. Not quite as good as 2019, I would say, but um, it, it's up there. It's definitely better than last year. And I mean, do I do I even have to say it's better than 2020? Like, it, mm-hmm. 2020 is going to be the worst year for movies for many years, I hope. Um, but and even then, we got some bangers in 2020. But mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, no, this year has been really great. Um, and this is one of the best. Uh, and we haven't even talked about the performances themselves. I mean, dear God. Uh, Colin oh, Farrell, yeah. this movie. like <laughs> jesus christ um i i think he's perfect in this role like i think this it, it might be his best performance i think it probably is his best performance even though he oh do love him to death in him bruges i just need i, I just need to rewatch him bruges just because that movie's so great i think i need to stop like getting so scared of saying something is the best because i i feel like it's gonna offend but i'm like why why would it be offensive to call something the best wouldn't you want your new thing to be the best yeah. so i think um i mean the thing is colin farrell's had amazing performances he, he's had like some really really great this roles. year too yeah i mean god he's the fucking penguin bro um i i'd say the lobster is up there too um yeah, killing a sacred deer even though that's kind of a weird performance uh oh it's it's great though i mean yeah. um i you know i like I'm, I'm a big after yang fan like i i love him and that being said, I've never seen him better. I, I, unless I'm just forgetting a really heavy hitter. I'm looking at his IMDb right now. And like I'm not like denying he's he's been great in other movies, but I genuinely think this is his best work. Because he... I mean, I've never seen him like perform such subtlety mm-hmm. in certain scenes. But the way he like ranges from being so kind and so nice for so long in this movie, and then going pure rage in the third act is mm-hmm. like immaculate it is so fucking good he is otherworldly in this movie and to the point where i mean i haven't seen the whale yet um so i i know we're talking about the oscars later today but i it's to the point where i don't know if i can imagine seeing a better performance this year from an actor uh than colin farrell like i think he's that good in this movie um, I think it's the best performance I've seen from uh, a male actor this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really, really impressive. Um, and um, I, I, I know Brennan Fraser's kind of the front runner, but uh, I feel like yeah. Farrell might come in for the kill. I mean, dude, I, I'll save that for our Oscar talk. Uh, we're doing an Oscar pod later today, guys, so uh, I don't want to spoil it too much. But uh, all I'll say is we'll get more into it later um, when it comes to the awards of it all. Um, so also Brennan Gleeson. Uh, phenomenal oh, in this movie. yeah yeah um uh she he's great in every movie he's in and he's just as amazing here he he does everything you wanted to do he's great and their chemistry or lack thereof or whatever you want to call it is it, it, it works it just simply works it, it, it's great it's fantastic it's two thespians at the top of their game and it's a pleasure to watch genuinely um and, you know, even down on to, like, Barry Keegan and Carrie Condon, who have, like, smaller roles in the movie, definitely more on the supporting end of everything. Um, I would say they both knock out of the park. Um, Barry Keegan is just playing a little weird dude in this movie. and um, <laughs> but that's a weird his, guy for him. <laughs> that, that, but that's his bread and butter. You know, that's what he excels at. 
Um, just weirdos. Just playing a weird little fucking guy, a little little twerp, you know. Um, <laughs> he has some of the best lobs in the movie. He's he's great. He's he's great in everything, and he's great in this. It's no surprise. Um, Carrie Condon uh, as uh, Patrick's sister. Uh, she's really good. She she's really really great. There's especially the scenes between her and Brendan Gleeson, uh, which is like a pairing. When it first happens in the movie, you're kind of like, oh, why is she getting involved in this? But the more that she does. And the more that she tries to like uh, insert herself into the situation, the better her performance gets. And um, I think she really, uh, she kind of runs away with the supporting performance of the movie. She's really great. Um, and then everyone else, I mean, you know, you, you have you have some characters here and there, but it's really just those four mm-hmm. truly that the movie focuses on. And I think it's better for it. It's it's way less of an ensemble. It's really so focused and so mm-hmm. a lot more contained. Very contained, um, but in the best of ways. And um, yeah, I mean, it rules. It's fantastic. Um, I think it's one of the best of the year, personally. I have a hard time seeing it not make my top ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I granted there's a lot of movies coming out for the rest yeah. of the year, but um, it. I mean, if there's more movies that are as good as this that bumped this out of my top 10 then fuck dude i like i don't know what to say um it's, it's fantastic though i really love it um if i was doing ratings it might be a 10 out of 10 for me i don't know i'd have to i need to see it again i feel like that's a role that i've established on the pod is that i try to give 10 out of 10s on second viewings mm-hmm. and that's kind of where i'm at with it i've only seen it the one time and i'm eager to watch it again so um, I will say I'm leaving it unrated at the point, but so I'll give it a nine or a nine point five. Yeah, I think I had this one at a nine. It's great. It's fantastic. Um, I I would say if you haven't seen it yet, check it out. But we just pulled the shit out of it, so <laughs> hopefully you heeded my warning and you uh, or you didn't heed my warning and you stop listening. Uh, so uh, yeah, I mean, any final thoughts on it? Uh, go see it, man. Really good uh just uh another banger from one of our best yeah i it, it's a great fucking movie um i love it one of the best of the year uh can we talk about it more as the oscar season goes on mm-hmm. um joey where can everyone find you online man find me at joseph underscore sound money on most platforms and you can find me at the local pub uh drinking away my sorrows because joey won't leave me alone and uh <laughs> cutting off my fingers uh so i can't edit the pod anymore <laughs> you sure. can follow me on twitter at adam underscore not sandler and my other podcast zillennial canon on all podcasting platforms uh so until next time guys uh good night good luck and uh don't put your donkey outside when you're sad mm-hmm.